And today I'd like to welcome our guest, Ben. Hello, Ben. G'day, mate. How are you, Travis? I'm very, very well. Excellent, excellent. Thanks for having me on. Much not, appreciated. Not a problem. So um, tell us about how you got into Gel Blasters. Uh, great question. Great question. So um, it would have been a couple of years ago. Um, uh, I had uh, I, There was a few guys in the paintball scene that uh, introduced me to a, a few other guys that were in South Australia that were in the paintball scene. Uh, not paintball, sorry, gel ball scene. Um, and they had also done laser uh, milsims in the past. Um, so, yeah, we got everyone to kind of meet at a location, and I said, hey, come on down to the paintball field that I've been playing at for uh, probably the last uh, nearly 14 years now, and, um, yeah, we kind of kicked it off there. I, I, I assumed that gel was very similar or a, uh, at the time with technology, was a bit of a cheaper version of kind of airsoft but with just obviously with the orbies so um yeah so that's how kind of i kind of started getting into it and um and slowly you know met people in the uh in the uh, scene um and uh yeah started getting a few toys myself yep um had you had much exposure to airsoft before that i have so um pre-96 uh before the john howard buyback uh I had a heap of Springer pistols that I used to buy from uh, a, a shop in, in Adelaide. Um, and yeah, me and my brother used to run around and uh, yeah, shoot each other with a, with, with the airsoft uh, taggers and uh, great fun, even though you had to, you know, cock the slide every time we didn't have anything gas back then. Cause it's obviously, you know, yeah. uh, pre uh, you know, older, older technology, but no, really good fun. So um, apart from that, I've done a little bit of airsoft in New Zealand uh, with a couple of guys in uh, with a, well, a group in uh, the North Island and um yeah, hope to go back there and see some guys in the South Island I've been invited to as well. Yep. And tell us about paintball. Wow. So, yeah, got into paintball um, 2008. Uh, got my firearms license. Obviously, you had to get a uh, uh, class A4 on a firearms license uh, to own a paintball marker. And I said, yeah, I want to I do that because I wanted to be able to take my own gear to uh, the US. So I got really enthused in um, what we call, I suppose, in SA or in paintball and we call it scenario paintball more than kind of milsim yeah. um, it's more obviously we uh, play the game uh, as a scenario two teams and we're still doing the same thing as what's in a milsim but um, not as uh, stringent on I suppose your, your, your kind of your milsim rules that you have in, in gel like you know the guys in Queensland have played etc so um, and that's yeah so um, 2008 um, I've done three three trips to the USA, uh, played in uh, what they call, uh, it's, they don't do it anymore now, but they called um, Oklahoma D-Day. So what they do is they recreate the uh, D-Day landing in Normandy. Um, oh, wow. So, so you start um, at 6 a.m. in the morning and that goes to 6 p.m. at night. It's a non-stop all day. Uh, you can still come off and rest and, uh, and you know, to get paint and air and stuff for your HPA and stuff if you want to, but most people do play the whole day and um, I was part of the, I'm still part of, of the Commonwealth forces um, and uh, which landed on Sword Beach uh, in Normandy back in World War II. Um, so we attacked Sword Beach, which is literally a hill with a few uh, bunkers on it. And we had the Axis team at the top, obviously trying to stop our advance up the hill. So it's very much, um, yeah, pretty much we had two, two big boats, like, you know, the drawbridges go down just like in yep. Saving Private Ryan and, um, yeah, we pretty much run out and we're just getting essentially caned. <laughs> Lots of bruises, but yep. fantastic fun. And then my love of it just went from there. And um, 
at the time, back in well, same around just before we went to first time in the uh, the US, um, started a paintball team uh, which play we played at uh, uh, Shivers. What was the field? Oh, Kaipo, which is um, kind of Adelaide Hills. Um, really nice hilly field. Uh, kind of I call it, nickname it Hamburger Hill because <laughs> uh, it, it's literally a, a disgusting hill and uh, kills your legs and your back by the time by the end of the day. But but good fun and uh, yeah, started a team called Southern Legion Paintball, which um, yeah, still still goes to till yeah till to this day, I suppose. And um, trying to get anyone who's keen on uh, playing paintball as well as gel to the field, pretty much. Yeah. So what attracted you, not necessarily away from paintball, but to gel ball? I've always loved the, um, uh, I suppose, the realistic element of the gear that we can have compared to paintball. Um, just, I suppose, so that the listeners know, I, I've i never played the blow-up bunker paintball, which is what your previous uh, guy from SA, which was, uh, was it Jason? Yep. Um, he played the blow-up bunkers, the, what we called speedball or, or sup air. Um, I was always a scenario paintballer, so always wearing cams, vest, realistic-looking uh, markers. In South Australia, we're allowed to have magazine-fed markers, so we can have 20 20-round 20 magazines um, uh, that we load into like a something which looks like an uh, an M4 AR or AK, whatever you want to set it up as. And um, so I've always been that kind of paintballer. Um, but I've always loved airsoft. I've always, you know, when I when I went to Hong Kong, I went to the airsoft shops there always into that type of um, um that type of i suppose gaming or, or skirmishing so um you know the real more realistic i suppose nature of the gear the accessories uh the uniforms um and i've just i love uh, i've always loved playing a character if you know what i mean so you want to yeah. dress up and play that character and as best you can in 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 the game or the milsim so always love that side of it mm -hmm. and i believe you organize milsims as well yeah, yeah. So um, with the help of uh, a few of the guys in the Adelaide scene, um, I've, I'd always wanted to create a, a big game or um, have a kind of a, a, a big Milsim or scenario game. Um, and um, a few years ago, I um, uh, started up a small side business, which was called Battlefield SA, which was essentially just to create events uh, for, you know, for like-minded people, people that wanted to come along for Know, big event days, uh, whether it was a 24-hour game or even just a, an eight-hour game during the day, which still trying to get off on board because I'm still working full-time at the moment. So this is kind of a side thing, but I've got a really good pack of, um, I shouldn't really call them a pack, more like a group a group of uh, um, uh, gel ballers uh, who also do paintball as well and have done laser that have been uh, helping me out and, uh, you know, helping me out with the scene, uh, with the with setting up um, uh, and the games and um, and yeah it's yeah it's just been going really well. We've so far we've done two uh, two meal sims um, yep. and I will say that because I had never run something like this before, having these guys help was fantastic yep. um, as I suppose admin players. Uh, so if anyone had a, a question or a concern, you could always go to these guys and they would. Uh, either be, you know, they could be playing as admins uh, or just be admins uh, at the time. So um, always trying to make events better and always take on board a lot of the feedback from the community because that's what it's all about. If, you, if you're not going to, you know, listen to the community, um, not many people will probably enjoy your event. So always yeah. listening for the good feedback or even bad feedback to try and make it better. 
Did you ever have a go at laser um, when that was a thing down there with Chris no. and all those guys? Yeah, no, I, the guys told me all about it. I've seen some of the gear, but I never got a chance to do it. Um, was always, like I said, always uh, the last 14 years, massive paintballer, still love paintball. My safe is full of paintball markers, literally at the moment. Uh, it's overflowing. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, always always loved the paintball side of it. Never really got into to laser, unfortunately. It, uh, um, I... I suppose probably not, didn't really get into it because I was very much um, I liked the side of the skirmishing where I had to try and use my brain and and my wits and my smarts to not get I suppose hit with paint. That's what I was trying not to. The same goes for laser, but uh, I liked the fact that if I did something wrong, I'd uh, I'd pay for it with a few bruises. <laughs> yeah, you know the, I mean. <laughs> the thing that always turned me off about laser A was the cables. Um, which yep. is par for the course, but B was yep. you didn't necessarily know where shots were coming from or if they were getting close to you. Whereas in paintball, mm. when the paintballs are flying at you, you certainly know that's happening. Oh, definitely, definitely, and uh, you will certainly uh, uh, keep getting hit unless you call your hits. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, call your hits and yeah, you're all good. But um, but yeah, um, I suppose you've still got the cable element if you run HPA, unless you're running HPA on on on. Uh, blasters or markers i suppose but um mm. but uh but yeah, yeah i see what you mean by the uh, the cable element of laser so yeah um so how long ago was the first mill sim that um you got involved in uh that would have been uh 2019 i think it was, it was 2019 yep, sorry so i'm trying to remember uh no sorry it was um i'm trying to remember that it was actually sorry it was 2020 so it was in uh, august in 2020 um and it was uh early august it was a very dreary night uh it was very cold um we tried to pick some a time of the year that was not going to be uh too hot but also not really um uh, wintry i suppose um mm -hmm. unfortunately um it, th there was a lot of cloud cover which brought in a lot of mist um as well as the cold and yeah a lot of what do you call it like the uh not spitting rain but it was just like a, a side like a sideways shower of drizzle uh, yeah. that happened where you know people a lot of people didn't expect it um and i think as jason said uh, on your last chat um a lot of people um uh, did drop out due to that unfortunately which um i don't mm -hmm. think they were expecting it to to get that cold it did get down to around you know one or two degrees so yeah. um but uh, always we always have that duty of care though so um you know if someone is um, not you know not having a good time they're cold they're wet we want them to you know come to the admin area get warm sit in front of the fire if they decide to go home you know they can but we want to make sure that everyone's safe and having a good time but yeah. you know we can't always help the weather unfortunately so yeah um, but yeah it was uh, about august um and yeah it was i thought it was a great event a lot of things to we had a lot of missions for the uh for the players to to go through um want to make sure that you know try to make sure that the missions uh, cross paths with each other so they could have a good good amount of firefights and uh, and battles um and uh yeah collected uh things which could also be um uh taken from their um their main bases or their uh, base of operations I'll, I'll call it um yeah. uh yeah just trying to make sure they all had fun it's um it's a long it was a long 24 hours but um uh, we had a good you know good amount of guys stick around to the next day and yeah they they seemed to have a really good time how do you manage, because one of the biggest problems I have when I run an event is managing the fatigue of the admin team. What's your approach to that? Good question. Um, we, we had a heap of guys that um, 
um, even though they weren't, I suppose, direct uh, organisers of, I suppose, the um, the missions or um, uh, I kind of like my one and you know one and two ICs of of the event. We had a lot of guys that uh, came along, um, got fully dressed up, but they were allowed to just go out and you know help out and fulfil. Uh, I suppose, um, hand the team's missions or uh, go and be kind of NPCs on the field, yep. um, stir up trouble, and then they just come back and, you know, come back and rest and yeah, go to bed at night. Um, but we kind of tried to have as, as best we could um, shifts. So, yep. uh, you know, one person would um, sleep for, you know, six hours, then, you know, that would overlap someone else who would, you know, uh, sleep for a bit. Um, but like I said, try to have that... Uh, as best as possible that duty of care on their on our radios in touch with the teams in case there was an issue so um that's as best we could anyway yeah yeah yeah. and what do you do in terms of um radio solutions do you uh, have set channels for the teams do you have an admin channel Uh, do you use baofangs use something else yeah i think i've um i have a baofang myself i think it's a uv5r that's what most of the guys tend to use um um they're not the best obviously no. yeah, i'll say they're not the best at all um and we've got a um we've got uh, one of our um, admin team who's awesome at radios awesome at electronics um and always tells us that we're always using uh, shit radios which, yeah. <laughs> which uh, we most of us are but um um we do have an uh, like a um an admin channel which the commanders of each team will know so if they need to switch over and talk to us uh, if there's an issue or a problem or, or they need more missions or something like that, they would call us on that. The teams would pick their own channels, et cetera, as well. Um, and um, yeah, hopefully they, but there's no, there's no restriction on whether they want to try and tap into each other's channel. That's up to them. That's yep. part of part of the milsim. But um, yeah, we try and keep in touch with each other as best we can. But um, sometimes, like I said, people with the cheaper $25 eBay special, special radios, um, and they, you know, go for a walk in the in in the field and somehow get lost. Um, and we're trying to get in touch with them. Yeah, we don't want that to happen. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we want people to have good stuff, good quality radios, if possible. Yeah. Um, have you had a look at um, the Queensland rule sets by both Toowoomba, us, Comsims, any of the other guys? I actually haven't. No, I know that some of the other guys in the admin team have been definitely looking at. Um, uh, some of the rule sets up in Queensland, um, but also kind of taking some of the information from also like um, uh, what's it called the one in uh, the US, Milsim um, West. Milsim West, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I'll be, I watch a lot of their uh, YouTube videos as well, and um, uh, taking bits and pieces of of what they do in regards to whether it's radios, missions, um, admin team duties, etc., um, mm. communications, and um, and trying to essentially make uh, our, so it's what we call it as um, uh, standard orders, which is pretty much the whole rule set for uh, the battlefield essay from start to finish, yep. um, including uh, what would happen or the rules for each milsim, um, trying to make them better. So that way we're bettering ourselves each time with uh, what equipment we've got or how we're, you know, how we're communicating with each other on the field, etc. So always open for feedback. Um, like I said before, I haven't personally uh, gone into looking at some of that stuff. Definitely open to have a bit of a read and, and look at what other, you know, um, other groups in the country and, and the world are doing as well. Yeah, I, I certainly love the way Milsim West does things. And mm. one day when we get to a thousand player games, we'll be probably following their rule set to the T. But um, yeah. there's obviously a lot of modifications we have to make for our own technology. 
Yes, yes. Um, I mean, do you find players are using a lot of the 40 mic um, solutions, whether it be tag in or 40 max down there? Uh, you'll have to give me a bit of an idea about that. I'm <laughs> so 40, 40 mil grenades. Um, oh, so yes. We use yeah. M203s with um, fired yep. nerf balls and whatnot. Yep. Um, they are a thing down here. Um, obviously, Doug at Safari Zuma has um, uh, gotten a few of them in from uh, some Queensland dealers, which is great. We've got a few guys that have um, got those in Adelaide. Um, I don't believe that they were in use at the two previous uh, games, um, but I've seen a couple of them. Uh, I've yeah used them in New Zealand and, and, and saw them in Hong Kong as well. So, um, yeah, very open. They will be able to be used at, at, our, at our events. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to um, seeing how we can use them uh, more so as, um, um, how do I say, uh, tank killers. Yep. So I'm very, very interested is uh, in the US, we had tanks. Each team had uh, either um, uh, like a, a vehicle, which would be essentially done up as a tank. Yep. Uh, so you paint it green, it's like a defected car or whatever. Paint it green, put a turret on the roof, and you've got someone in it as a gunner. The only way you can actually destroy that tank is with, a, uh, with a, your uh, rocket launcher guy, which essentially yep. has to hit a target on the side of the tank. An admin sees that or a referee and goes, oh, tank's out of action. You pop a flare on the tank and that's that's gone for like two hours or something like that or an hour. Yep. So love that side of it. The more realistic side of it, the better. Um, I'm hoping that a few guys in Adelaide, uh, because unfortunately uh, the uh, the 40 mic launches have got to be registered in South Australia. Yep. So uh, as their own um, um, serial firearm, number. so yep. serial number, et cetera. So, um, does fill up the uh, uh, the safe a little bit more than uh, usual, yep. but um, uh, even though it's an accessory, but uh, I can understand why. You know, anything with a trigger pretty much is uh, that has anything dual ball related. They want registered, which yeah. But hoping to see hoping to see some of the event, yeah, the next event anyway, which is in September at the yep. moment. Yeah. Um, have you integrated paintball or laser into any of your events? That's a, also a great question. So uh, the first event, we had laser snipers. So each team was given a, um, a laser sniper setup, um, and they had to essentially um, mark um, or laser the, um, how do I say it? The HVT commander. Something. Yep. Yeah, the commander. So the commander was the one that had the, um, the, the laser box on them. So if they were out in the bush, you know, if they went patrolling with another group, uh, the sniper could knock them out. Essentially, that would obviously, uh, you know, knock out the uh, the commander of that team and say the commander might um, might have a sit out for an hour or something, if you know what I mean. So, yep. um, so that was used. Um, paintball, not as yet, only because um, trying to figure out a safe way of actually implementing it in a game where it's not being shot at a person without the proper face protection. Yeah. Um, and I think if we implement it some way where it's like a tank killer or or a bunker killer or something like that where you just have to mark a certain area without shooting it at a person uh, that would be good but it also comes down to making sure that people are trustworthy with that technology and not shooting it at people's faces because most people yeah. obviously with gel are just wearing uh, eye protection not teeth protection and we don't want to you know we don't want heaps of collingwood supporters out there so <laughs> uh, if you know what i mean so yeah we don't want that happening so safety first <laughs> um Oh, I've just managed to turn on my laminator. Um, what about vehicles? Do you have a, um, any vehicles involved at the player level or admin level? 
We do. So um, one of the guys, uh, Chris, he's got a, a Parenti, which um, he lets us uh, obviously use for the event. Um, uh, we use that for ammo drops, uh, food drops for breakfast, um, uh, general, you know, driving around patrolling where, um, uh, where teams or squads can actually, um, you know, ambush the truck and, um, you know, uh, check people for the drivers for intel etc and see what's inside they if there was a the first event we had uh, gel drops so we'd have ammo drops and they the parenti could be stopped and the ammo could be taken so yep. if one team called for ammo drop at a certain location and there was another squad could just stop the parenti and um, essentially take that ammo and yeah essentially one team was didn't have ammo for a long time <laughs> mm. so they just kept hiding but um uh we've used it for for that side of things um we've also um the owner of the actual uh, land where we run the events has got a, a few old vehicles there that we've used um one to ferry um uh, i suppose the uh, the players out to their um uh, their bases uh, where they start from etc um um oh and that's one thing we also did too with the with the with the paintball markers we uh, we lit up because the hole and the whole um it's kind, it was kind, it's kind of like an enclosed trailer that's got two seats either side of it, if you know what I mean, like yeah. uh, bench seats. So kind of if you like a Chinook chopper, essentially, we were envisaging, I suppose. It's just a painted up uh, corrugated iron uh, trailer, though, but uh, you've got to use your imagination sometimes. Um, and, uh, yeah, we had a couple of guys lighting up the side of it, and the guys inside were loving the fact that we were trying to be, uh, uh, you know, use a bit of ingenuity to yep. try and get a bit of excitement in the games at the start. So which was good. Um, so yeah, there's a few vehicles that we have used and, and I do want to incorporate um, uh, tanks as well. Like um, obviously not a real tank because we can't afford to have real heavy tanks on the field for safety as well. But yep. uh, even vehicles traveling at low speed, which um, uh, which have a turret on top, which you know someone could make if they want and bring along. Uh, we're always welcome for people to bring along their, their own stuff that they want to include in a milsim. It's um, all about the community and make sure everyone's you know, if people are getting shot at by a turreted tank, I think they'd be uh, pretty happy. If you know, yeah. not happy to be shot by it, but yeah, happy that it's in the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, how mature do you think the industry is down there in terms of milsim? Like, are people taking it to the seriousness that other players want, or um, do a lot of people still need to learn a lot about milsiming? I think people need to understand that um, if you're if you've never been to whether it's a um a 24-hour game or even a longer game um and you've never been to any shorter games with any other teams or groups before and just expect that you're going to cope um in a 24-hour um, team environment um i think they really need to get some experience under their belt go to go to some weekend games at some other smaller fields even some smaller day mill sims at the smaller fields just to get some kind of um, uh, team camaraderie up, um, mm -hmm. experience the uh, the communications with radios, experience what each team will obviously have in regards to uh, uniform because each team has to have a certain, you know, we don't have like a, a, a brightly colored armband on each team. Each team's uniform is their team. So you should be able to tell each yeah. player is who, which uh, who's on whose team with their and, uniform. And you you yep. basically do a Russia versus everyone else. Um, uh or well, we, we try not to west. use yeah it's, it's pretty much east versus west but we're trying to it's all a larp as well we're trying to do yep. a live action role play we we have a fake news crew we um we try to bring the comedy element into it make it have it have a fun because if you're not having fun if you're not having a laugh 
and you're not enjoying yourself, there's no point in being there. And I don't want to, you know, I want to make sure that everyone that comes along is having a good time. So, um, uh, the, you know, the, the, the role play and having, you know, um, names, etc. And we call each other, you know, have each other names, a couple of my names. Um, I've got, I'm, I'm the California operator. So no one usually, I've, I got killed in the first <laughs> Milsim. So, yep. um, but, uh, and we've got a few other characters as well that uh, we have like just funny names and, etc um that we like to uh yes mike crutch was included in the first two mill sims um he's uh, gone off to uh to do other things now mike crutch so we very much appreciated having him on board and um uh we've got a new uh, news uh, news crew now news reporter now with um a few other people uh, that we have on board to uh, help us out um so it's, it's great that people are jumping at us and saying hey i want to be involved um i want to you know, have a bit of fun because um, these guys essentially are, are volunteering to, to help out. Um, yeah. And what I must say as well, because uh, I know that a lot of the guys will probably listen in, is we've got a lot of guys that are dedicated uh, to uh, building on the field. So um, obviously myself, I can't do everything myself, but we've got a lot of dedicated guys that have come and, and, and built structures, uh, dug trenches, forked out their own money, their hard-earned money and time, uh, to come out to the to the field and and the field owner has said yep no worries you can pretty much do what you want as long as it's as safe and um, can be used for paintballers as well as gel ballers yeah. um, and yeah these guys have spent so much time and effort and I do thank them a lot for yeah for making the field look the way it does as well so yeah um, well it's it's good to yeah. know that you've got yeah. that stability too we've certainly had um, plenty of fields close or move mm. in Queensland so. Um, having one spot yeah. that you can keep going to is a real blessing. It is. It's a little bit, um, it is about an hour and 45 minutes drive for myself, uh, a bit closer for the guys uh, that live out north of Adelaide. But um, um, but the field owner, Barry, he's a fantastic guy. He's been running the paintball field there for oh, at least 30 years. And um, yeah, he, he's a good, big fan of gel and he's loves the, he loves the community. He loves the fact that people are coming out there um and just wanting to like guys will just come out there and say hey do you mind if i come out and help build these these bunkers and he's like yeah if you want no worries great and he's <laughs> he just yeah. goes out and has a chat with everyone you know um it's it's great to have him on board and we thoroughly yeah thank you know barry for letting us play at the field as well because obviously it's a regular it's a re regulated and licensed field by by safe so it's uh, yeah. it's great to that we can actually you know use the land to to play on mm. Mm. Um, so for the guys in Queensland that don't understand that, um, it's essentially like paintball up here. Yep. It has to be an approved range. You can't just pick somebody's backyard and go and play yes. there or somebody's um, rural property. Um, so in terms of fields in SA, have many people been able to get the, um, the, the sign off by police to become a gel blaster field? Uh, there have been... Um... Pretty much, I will say that essentially automatically, the SAPOL said that any paintball licensed paintball operator that was currently operating at the time uh, is automatically a gel field as well. They yep. did that automatically. Um, I believe as far as I knew, there were one, two, uh, three, three uh, gel ball operators that went ahead with their, um, uh, with getting their approval for field approval um which was i believe battle for waterloo um the bunker which i believe was the indoor uh mm -hmm. indoor uh, speed qb etc um type of um uh, gel and i believe there was another one i might 
um, could have been a, a place called Stacks, possibly, or um, Mega Courts. I'm not 100% sure about that one, but I believe that yep. they did try and get their approval as well. Um, mm -hmm. I believe there is a group playing up, up there at, uh, at the moment, uh, doing a lot of um, um, Speaky B. Uh, they, it's called Epic. Um, good bunch of guys do a lot of um, a lot of the fast stuff. I'm too I'm too slow for that anymore. I'm too old, yeah. getting too old for the fast stuff. I'm so I'll leave that up to them. But uh, but they're a good bunch of guys that um, um, yeah trying to really bring the community together, uh, get people out playing, uh, etc. So that's the amount of fields that I know that uh, I believe uh, yeah that got approved by Saipol. Um, I don't know much more about that uh, in regards to see if anyone else. Uh, is trying to set any other fields up. I really hope that there is because um, I, I'd love to see more fields open as well as more current paintball fields uh, get on the bandwagon and say, hey, we want to get gel back here, uh, you know, get gel groups to come along to the different fields and have events at all the different fields because the more fields, the better. Yeah. Um, and same goes you know, for you guys in Queensland. There's a lot of indoor um, and I'd, I'd love to come up there and, and do a mill sim in the outdoor. I'm, I'm a massive Vietnam um, Vietnam guy, so um, big on the Vietnam history and the, and the clothing and and the uh, and the blasters and that side of things. And, um, and, so and you've heard of in country then? I have, I have. I've been following some of the posts and uh, some of the guys up there uh, that are really keen uh, and have been um, yeah digging a lot of trenches. And uh, I can't remember one of the guys' names that I've been watching on on one of the. Um, uh, the Facebook pages, but Rob. yeah, uh, yes, it was Rob. Yeah, um, yeah, it looks like they're having a great time up there, setting a lot of things up uh, at a new field. And um, uh, I reckon in the near future, if, if my back is um, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably uh, maybe hit, head up there and uh, maybe do a um, maybe do the one of the Vietnam in country museums. I'd really enjoy that. I reckon. Yeah. So we've obviously talked about going down there. Um, yeah. What's the possibility of you guys bringing a blaster from SA to Queensland? There should be no issue as far as I'm concerned. I'm, um, I've talked to SAPOL essentially because um, the only the thing with SAPOL is that uh, anything that uh, is a gel blaster must be serialised to, to be used or to play with in South Australia. Mm -hmm. As soon as you leave South Australia, if I was to take it, I would still take it in, a, in an approved case which would still i'd still class it as a firearm when taking it to queensland um and if i was to land at the airport it's still the same rules as what you guys there i've just got to abide by the queensland rules so it has to be obviously you know in a case away from public eye um and then only taken out at the field that i'm going to um but there's no rule like in sa where it has to be at a, a licensed field if i yep. would like to obviously go to the many fields there which obviously are um gel fields but they're not licensed yeah. or regulated um we you know uh, queensland police uh, like paper fields like we were saying before so yeah. um so there shouldn't be an issue in any of us bringing our blasters up to queensland well wow, that sounds great because we'd absolutely love to have sa teams up here for more than just the speedball nationals 100 percent. i'd love to bring all of my you know all of my gear up and um yeah whether i'm on the uh on the uh to a vietnam mill sim uh, whether i'm one of the bad guys because i've got both sets of uniforms i uh ready to go for both so um so just got to get a m16 um but uh for the uh, uh for the uh i suppose the the uh, the allied uniform but um yeah uh but yeah i'd love to come up there and bring my own gear that's one thing that i have loved about having my own stuff uh having my own blasters paintball markers gear you can modify your own stuff and make it 
to your needs and modify mm. it to to you know to what you like using because uh, i'm even though i have had to use other people's gear in the past i don't like borrowing stuff it's um you know not something that i like doing i like to be able to use my own gear and um, yeah. um if something breaks at least i'm not having to go whoops here's your, here's your broken blaster or something like that i can fix it myself learn how to you know learn how to fix things and um get them back working if you know what i mean so yeah a few of the guys have asked me in between this podcast and the last one if they were to travel to sa yes is there a way that um the fields would support rental blasters for those guys or is it just too much of a drama really good question um at the mo I, I would love to. Um, I, I would love to speak to the field owner. Um, and if we were able to get a certain amount of rentals where all that the Queensland guys would have to do is, I suppose, bring mags, batteries, that type of stuff. And that yep. we had, uh, even if they were just uh, SEMA metal bodied, uh, sorry, AR-15s or something like that. Yep. Uh, and the guys were able to use those. I would love to be able to accommodate that um it could be something we could speak to the to the field owner and see if he's interested in helping out uh it just comes down to a money expense then and, and whether uh we'd get to uh the i suppose the, the return on yeah with people renting them etc um yeah. they wouldn't cost heaps to rent you know uh but uh, we've got to obviously look at it um in a way that um um it's able to be done so if, if say if 20 guys from queensland said all right we're coming to say we want to do a 24 hour like yep awesome we've got to have 20 rentals ready for them whether it's whether it's uh, extra blasters that uh, other guys in the teams have got which um which may be able to be used or whether we do um do a, a, like a buy and we have 20 on a, a license because they all have to obviously be registered so mm. um it's something we could look at um definitely not saying no but um but yeah definitely something we'd we'd love to get happening because we'd we we'd love to get some queensland guys down um we'd love you guys to you know to bring your own stuff uh bring your own blasters and um at the moment i don't think sapol want to accommodate that but we could always ask more questions but yeah if if, if rentals become available we'll definitely let everyone know yeah definitely yeah in terms of a casual uh player say some 15 year old kid's going to have his birthday can mm -hmm. he go to a field in sa and play yeah 100 percent. yep um so, so yeah what's the sort of process there for them yeah we've got a couple of so at the moment as uh, i know that uh battle for waterloo they advertise on facebook uh offer a lot of games uh, i think every second or third weekend um but the guys at epic uh on facebook so just type in epic on facebook uh epic gel wars uh the guys there um, they're all gel ballers themselves, the guys that run it. Excuse me. Uh, Doug from Safari Zuma Tactical. He's there as well with his wife um, and they're helping run it. Uh, he has a lot of rentals there as well from his own um, from his own business. So he takes all of his rentals there. All they have to do is contact the guys at Epic on their uh, on the Facebook page and say, hey, got a group of 10. All they have to do is book the date, rock up down there, obviously pay the, uh, the, the birthday fee, whatever the fee is. Um, they'll even supply food down there to the guys there, uh, you know, have a bit of a break, have some food and drink. And uh, the guys that will run them through with some awesome games. So yep. um, really easy to do. They just got to yeah go to the field, uh, book the book the time at the field and uh, and keep, you know, keep watching for when the field's going to have a next event, I suppose. They're only small fields. Uh, yep. Waterloo's bigger than obviously Epic, but uh, Epic's got a really good, uh, like a speed QB field, a lot of little um, hidey holes and, and um uh, walls and little bunkers there to to um, yeah to hide in and uh, but no really really good fun if you like the uh, the fast type games. 
Yep. Is there any lower age limits or special police paperwork that needs to be filled out in that situation? No, it's actually the good thing about South Australia is in South Australia, um, the legal age to play paintball is 12. Uh, sorry, 10. So you, all you have to do is be a 10-year-old and you can go and play paintball at a paintball field. We're actually the lowest age limit in the whole country. Mm-hmm. So uh, I believe the same age limit is with uh, with gel. So, um, yeah, kids as, uh, as young as 10, they'll get given full uh, safety uh, safety uh, briefing, um, masks, et cetera, and they can, as far as I know, uh, they're allowed to, 10-year-olds are allowed to uh, visit Epic and, yeah, have a good time, have a bit of a birthday party and stuff, which is awesome. Yeah, so, no, that's good. Yeah, at least the industry isn't being strangled by uh, regulation in that regard. Yeah, I, I really, uh, I know that there's been a lot of um, uh, talk about how SAPOL have handled this. Um, I'll keep my personal opinions to myself, but I really don't think that they're trying to take away uh, the sport from the community. I just think they needed to have a sense of um, control over uh, what... I suppose people are getting into the state um, and people not using uh, certain things for, for bad, for bad, yeah, uh, you know, for, for bad things, for, for yeah. holdups, et cetera. And that's really what it was uh, about in, in my eyes. So yeah. um, we don't want that. And I know Queensland have had a, a few, you know, holdups and people holding, you know, with bad occurrences and we don't want that at all because it hurts the community. But um, I really think what Queensland police have done with their, um, with their rules is is really good i think it's fantastic um maybe in the future it'll come down here but um the same rules but yeah i'm not i'm not quite sure i don't think so yeah i don't think they'll ever peel back that sort of law no no once it's pretty much once once laws are in they usually stick yeah you know. um so have you got any messages or challenges you want to throw out to queensland players about coming down there and playing in the cold oh crikey yeah if you like um Actually, the last uh, the last year's um, Milsim uh, was actually perfect weather. It was the perfect weather. It was um, um, full moon. Um, a few guys had some NVGs and stuff like that. But yeah, if, if there's any guys that are interested in Queensland that want to come down and um, have a play, um, we don't, you know, we don't have that uh, full marker uh, rental capacity at the moment. Um, but if there's a couple of guys that want to take a trip down and and uh and enjoy you know um the next milsim um in september or even maybe next year uh who knows what will happen in the future because we're trying to obviously uh get bigger uh make the field bigger more structures more buildings more more everything i suppose um the community wants more wants bigger so um hey if the guys are interested in coming down yeah um jump on the battlefield SA page send me a message um through uh, the message system on facebook and um yeah, we'll see what we can see what we can tee up for them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I'll put some uh, links to BFSA in the show notes so that everyone can see those and reach out to you and at least give you a like and a follow and and see what's happening elsewhere. We're we're not the only people doing this. Yeah, that'll be awesome. I'm t- to me now. Um, I used to be a massive player. To me now, I'm I'm trying as hard as I can to make sure the community is happy. You can't make everyone happy, unfortunately, no. but um hey if there's a place for people to come and play and they're having a good time that puts a smile on my face at the end of the day so yeah as long as people are happy in that side of it then uh, i think i'm doing my job right so awesome oh well i think we'll wrap her up about there Perfect. Um, is there anything else you want to say in closing um no i just wanted to say um yeah thanks really to everyone in the sa community for 
pushing with gel. We've had a, um, a hard couple of uh, years, including COVID for everyone around Australia, actually. So, um, but um, yeah, we're slowly getting back to a point where we can, um, yeah, uh, push forward and um, yeah, hopefully the community gets bigger and better and we can see some bigger and better games for, yeah, for Queenslanders and SA, SA players. So yeah, just bigger and better is uh, good for everyone. So yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show. Make sure you give uh, Tex Walker a bit of a nudge for me. I will give him a bit of a nudge. I'd like to challenge him yet again to come on the show. Apparently, he's a bit frightened. No, he is a little bit frightened. He's a bit timid. He's a bit scared at night at the Millsims. I'll have to, um, I'll have to, yeah, kick him in his sleeping bag. But no, he's been really good, Tex. He's been um, a real good uh, helper of um, adminning and um, helping out with the teams and liaising with all the other players for both teams. So it's been. He's been a good help, but I'll, I'll give him a bit of a kick in the pants to get him to come on for it. Yeah. And as always, we'd love to have anyone from SIA uh, that's listening to the show. We'd love to have you on uh, because Queensland isn't the only place that plays gel ball. Exactly. Yeah. The, the more we, I know there's a lot of talk around the country at the moment with um, WA and New South Wales and stuff at the moment too. Um, yeah. You never know what's going to happen in the future. Um yeah, I never thought we'd get anything like we've got now with regards to gel blasters. So, yeah. and and pretty much, yeah. So I'm glad that we have. It's just a new avenue for all skirmish players. And I just, like I said, I hope it gets bigger and better for everyone. Okay. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Travis. Thanks for having me, mate. Cheers. Let's, let's have you back on again someday. Will do. Thanks again. Cheers, mate. Gotcha.